following podcast has not been rated. You're listening to Fullbacks Are People Too, The Fapt, and here is your host, C.J. Newman. Hey, 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 you're listening to Fullbacks Are People Too, with me, C.J. Newman. We have finally hit week 17, ladies and gentlemen. That is week 17. That means that as of next week, we're going to be resetting the playing field and heading into the NFL playoffs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL playoffs where anybody can make it to the top to the NFL Super Bowl. There is still a lot of football to be played left in the NFL. It's amazing that there's still so many different seeds opened. And uh, some divisions still to be claimed. The AFC North still needs to be claimed. The AFC West still needs to be claimed. The AFC South still needs to be claimed. NFC, pretty much all the divisions are locked up. And uh, nobody can really maneuver as far as Dallas can maneuver. Um, Seahawks can maneuver to 5th or 6th seed. There's some little chance that the Chicago Bears could be the number 2 seed. But locked up at number 1 is New Orleans Saints. You got the Rams in number two right now, and it's it should pretty much stay where it is unless uh, unless there's some upsets this weekend. Like the 49ers are facing the Rams, and I don't see the 49ers upsetting the Rams. So I would expect everything to stay as is as far as the NFC is concerned. Maybe the Eagles get in if the Vikings are unable to beat the Chicago Bears and the Eagles are able to beat the Washington Redskins. There's two games this weekend to keep an eye on, and we're going to discuss those today. One is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cincinnati Bengals, and then the, the other one is the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. It's at Baltimore. I got that one a little out of order. I do apologize. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the the AFC North is up in the air right now between those two games. For the Baltimore Ravens, it's simple. Win, and you're in, and you win the AFC North, and you get the fourth seed, possibly maneuvering around to the third to the second seed. It's It's a possibility. But uh, there would have to be a lot of dominoes falling in the right direction. You would need a lot of help. But winning your in and you get the division title. Pittsburgh would have to win against the Cincinnati Bengals, which, let's face facts, it's probably going to happen. But they would also need the Baltimore Ravens to lose. So the Pittsburgh Steelers fans this week are definitely rooting against Baltimore Ravens so that they can get into the playoffs. It's very surreal for them to root for the Browns at this point in their lives. Speaking of the Cleveland Browns, uh, today my guest is going to be Hunter, who is a Cleveland Browns fan. He lives not too far away from Cleveland. He's also a Michigan fan, and we'll go over that in a little bit. But um, we're uh, going to discuss the Cleveland Browns, the history of that. He's in his mid-20s, so he barely remembers what it's like to have the Cleveland Browns before they went to Baltimore. But uh, he definitely knows what it's like to go through the misery, the sorrow, and whatnot of being a Cleveland Browns fan up until recently, where... Baker Mayfield has really come in and recharged that offense and made the team relevant again. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'd like to bring in Hunter. All right. Welcome back to the FAP, ladies and gentlemen. This week, I have a special guest on my show. He is a uh, Cleveland Browns friend. Those actually exist, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, Hunter. Hunter, how you doing today, man? Hey, man. I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm all right. Might want to uh, get a little closer to the microphone there, but... uh I'm doing pretty well today. So uh, where exactly in Ohio do you live? Uh, I live in Tiffin, Ohio right now. Tiffin? About a few hours from Cleveland. I see. Yep. 
So are you able to attend games on the regular or? Hell yeah. For sure. When I got the time off work, been to a lot of Cleveland games, Michigan games. I'm like two out, two and a half hours from Ann Arbor too. Yeah, that's one thing I was going to ask you at some point during this. You're uh, kind of a unique guy in that you love your Browns, but you also love uh, Michigan Michigan State, right? Or Michigan University. Oh, yeah, I'm a Wolverine fan. Oh, all Actually, right. My love for sports started with Charles Woodson from Fremont, about 15 minutes from Tiffin, where I grew up. I see. Yeah, he's uh, – you know he's one of my favorites. I, I love Charles Woodson. I, I've loved him since he started in the NFL. Honestly, before that, since he won the Heisman as a defensive player, which doesn't happen very often. No, he's like pretty much the only one. So primarily the only one to do it. I feel like that year that they were doing the voting – because uh, Peyton was on the, the ballot yep. that year, wasn't he? Yeah, beat out Peyton Manning that year. Yeah, I feel like they just did the right thing and went with a defensive player that year because he definitely outplayed everybody who was in the the uh, Heisman conversation. Uh, one of the goats, Charles Wilson. I wore number two through sports my whole life because of that man. Yeah, he's definitely one of the greats. I'm big time fan. I, and the fact that he was able to play at a high level at more than one position, he's played at uh, corner, free safety, and strong safety for a lot of years too. Yeah, he's he was, and he uh, ended up getting a Super Bowl ring and participating in another Super Bowl too. So I'm pretty happy with his career. I think he'll honestly go into the Hall of Fame. Not sure first ballot, but he'll go in eventually. I think he's first ballot. Woodson, I think he's gonna be first ballot. We'll see though. We definitely will, and I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on with uh, the Hall of Fame coming up. Um, speaking of Hall of Famers, let me uh, let me jump into my first question here. I know uh, we've got a little bit of a format, but I'm just going to go out of order here. Joe Thomas recently retired in the past year. So uh, how do you feel about that, man? Oh, man. It, it stung when I found out. But, yeah, I would like to see us win with Joe here. I mean, he's the most loyal player I've ever seen. Who would have honestly stayed here through this dumpster fire? I mean, he deserves a ring over everybody in the NFL. But, yeah, nice. I think coming back as a coach would be something that'd be amazing. And coming back in the media, which he kind of he does do some stuff around, so first energy like that, that would be awesome. But I think he will too. I got a feeling that. Yeah, I'm a big time fan of Joe's. Uh, this off season, I actually saw him break down film on uh, NFL Network, and it was uh, pretty interesting the way that he was able to break down an offensive line and tell you how they're supposed to line up, how they're going to line up, and what to expect from an offensive line. So he definitely has a, a knack for it. He can do it. I know he can be a coach if he wanted to. That's why I put in, you stooge. You read my question off before I could even do it. But um, yeah, I, I definitely would like to see him come in and be a coach. So you think he'd be a good coach? No, oh, yeah, I think he'd be a hell of a coach. He's a genius. Hall of Famer, he knows the game, the ins and outs. One of the smartest guys to ever play, honestly. That's and you can never I- catch him without a smile on his face, too. That guy was always smiling. Great guy, team guy. Like He's ultimate captain, ultimate pro. Joe Thomas, is, he, he is Cleveland. He's everything about Cleveland. Loyal guy. We stick with Joe Thomas. We'll always love that guy. No doubt. Now, personally, I, I love him here in Baltimore. I wish we could have somebody – I wish we could have five Joe Thomases on our line, to be honest with you. But – um. We unfortunately can't, and uh, he's one of those people that uh, Terrell Suggs just had a shit fit with every year. Could not seem to get a sack off of him. You can't get off of him. You can't get off the block on him. It's it, He's impossible. Probably the best player in my lifetime we've ever had. You got to get a little closer to the microphone there, bud. Probably the best player in my lifetime. He's, yeah, he's probably, um, he's probably up there as far as Cleveland Browns are definitely concerned. But um, let's... Uh, Let's talk about your Cleveland Browns, man. So uh, it's it's no secret, man. In the past, you guys have pretty much been a dumpster fire. 
So, um, was there any point that you just pretty much gave up on them? Never, never. I, Cleveland, we don't give up. I, I was, I've been a Cavs fan, an Indians fan, a Browns fan forever. I was downtown Cleveland, game seven of 16, partying in that just complete riot that night. I mean, we're, we're diehard. We don't give up. There's some bandwagon Cavs fans out there, but Brownies fans, we we this is the Browns town no matter what. Tell me about the concept of believe Lind. Just we always believe. We literally we I like personally, the best way for me to describe it is I think we're gonna win every single week. As bad of as we've been through 0 and 16, 1 and 15, all of it, I just think we're gonna win every single game. We have to. I mean, what what kind of fans would we be if we weren't cheering our team on to win? We got to expect the best. So that's why a lot of people don't work out. We force coaches in and out, quarterbacks in and out. We needed a guy like Baker to kind of take over the the city. Well, Baker has definitely done that. He's definitely brought a rejuvenation into the squad. And even when Hugh Jackson was still the coach on the team, it seemed like there was a spark after uh, Baker Mayfield came onto the field. How happy were you when they chose him with the number one overall pick? And did you honestly think they were going to take him number one? I didn't think they were. I was thinking more four. I mean, I saw a lot of stuff saying we get him at four. At first, initially, I was I was shocked, but I was happy. I knew if any quarterback in this draft or the next two drafts was going to be able to take over and do this in Cleveland, it was going to be Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's just he's got that it factor. Always has Heisman Trophy winner. Just everything he's done, it was incredible. And, I've been pumped up ever since. I got the jersey shirt. I'm about to order a jersey. I mean, he just makes everything more exciting. The way he commands the offense, they love him. He loves football. And it makes us love football, watching football again. So who did you honestly think they were going to take number one overall if it wasn't going to be him? Uh, See, I really thought we were going to trade back and try and load up on the secondary. I didn't think we were going to go quarterback because we got Tyrod with that first pick. But I'd say probably the end. I wasn't. It was Chubb in this draft, right, Bradley Chubb? Yeah, he was. He was projected to you guys at number four, and then you guys went with uh, Denzel Ward, right? Oh, he was going to get Chubb at one. Ward, I, I saw some mock drafts with us getting him, but I didn't think we'd get him that at four. I'm you guys surprised. shocked the world. Dorsey shocked the world by picking him at number four because everybody thought that Chubb was going to be off the board at four. Being a Michigan fan, when I heard it, though, I, I was ecstatic about it. The Buckeye corners are no joke. I mean, I love it when the Browns draft Buckeyes. Really, anybody from the Big Ten, if they're, if they're not Spartans, but I, we don't want nothing to do with Sparty players. <laughs> now, I hate to jump around, but uh, and especially talking about the current product. Um, tell me, I, I was reading something earlier today. Have you been keeping up on the injury report? Uh, a little, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I look at the injury report every week. And... What happened to Denzel Ward this past weekend? This past weekend. Yeah, he's currently in concussion protocol, it looks like. Did he get knocked out? I th- actually, did he play last week? He was out the game before. Came, but yeah, I think he did take a blow to that. I think he, I, I read something what day was it, Tuesday. Same thing, concussion protocol. That's all I know about that right now. I don't remember seeing him get taken out, but I missed the last probably six minutes, so. Apparently, he took a blow to the head uh, during the Bengals game, um, which you guys royally owned, by the way. Thank you very much for uh, making the Bengals your bitch this past weekend. I really appreciate that. Good. Get the sweep. Yeah. it's. I can't even tell you the last time we were able to – actually, yeah, I can. The last time we were able to do a sweep on the Bengals was 2011 for us. We typically either split or we get swept ourselves. Yeah, no, that is <laughs> – well, the getting swept part. 
we're used to that. <clears throat> All right. So uh, Denzel Ward is currently on the uh, the sidelines on the IR report. Um, honestly, I hope he doesn't play this weekend. No offense, dude, but uh, he's he's been pretty good this year. So um, we uh, we were like I said, we were expecting you guys to take uh, Bradley Chubb at number four, and that would be opposite the bookend of uh, Mr. Miles Garrett. How are you feeling about Miles Garrett right now? Great pick, <laughs> great pick. Like he was the clear cut number one guy coming out, and he's shown why. I mean, he the dude is a freak of nature. He's insane. I, I Miles Garrett's probably the most down, and I'd say next year he might just be the best defensive end in football if he just keeps doing what he's doing. We get the right guy opposite him to give him ease a little bit of them double teams off of him and get him going. He's just gonna be crazy good. He stays healthy. It's gonna be fun to watch Miles Garrett. And, uh, Denzel Ward and Jabril Peppers and Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb. I mean, it's going to be exciting. Now, that's a name that I haven't really heard too much this year, but uh, I heard about it a lot last year. And I remember talking to you about him, and you were very excited. Uh, Jabril Peppers, how is he doing this season? Oh, uh, he's finally he's turning it on. I mean, he he had a picket in the Denver game and had the game winning sack at the end on fourth down, late in the fourth. He's been playing a lot, lot better, and that's because we're not playing in. We were playing way far out of position last year. It seemed like he's just way too far off the ball for a guy who made his career mainly as a linebacker, really, at Michigan. You'd expect him to be in the box more. And now he's just – he's figuring – they're figuring out his game, Coach Williams is, and you're real figuring his game out. And he's starting to look like uh, – he's going to be a solid starter for us for, I think, a decade if he stays healthy, really. So what posi- – I assume he's utility at this point, but what position is he primarily at right now? Is he a linebacker or are they having strong safety? Yeah, he's playing the safety spot. They got him off the ball quite a bit, but not – they had him like – I swear, man, it was like 20, 25 yards off the ball at some point. It was insane how they had him playing. I was definitely uh, pretty jealous of the Jabril Peppers pick. I thought at some point we were going to actually get him yeah. last year. Yeah, but, uh, you guys got him, and he's been pretty good for you, and I'm pretty happy with you about that. Another name that you mentioned, which has just come out another uh, out of nowhere, was uh, it wasn't Bradley Chubb, it was Nick Chubb. What's going on with uh, Mr. Chubb there? Man is unbelievable. Another rookie back tearing it up. The, he just SEC speed came out of Georgia. Dude, just he 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 can run. <laughs> he can play out run. He's a workhorse too. Well, just think we. We don't have to wear him down like that. I mean, Duke Johnson's been playing good ball, but Nick Chubb, he's up for rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, and he deserves to be. Been unbelievable. And it seems like he came out of nowhere. I mean, I remember you guys drafting him. I remember the day that he was in the mid rounds, wasn't he? That we got him in the second. Okay. So he was in the second round. And I remember you guys when you got him, I remember the name. I'm like, you picked the wrong Chubb, but uh <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's Wait, really come out of nowhere and just sprinted his way into the uh, starting position. He he outplayed Duke Johnson, and uh, he sent the other running back that you guys had packing to another team. You guys traded your other starting running back, didn't you? I traded him to the Jags for a fifth rounder. Turned out to be a great trade. And who was your starter again before we uh, had Nick Chubb in there? Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, I see. Mm. Jags got a fifth rounder out of it. Turned out to be a great move too. It's like Josh Gordon trade. Yeah, Josh Gordon. Uh, I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's the, it's this point. He was my favorite Cleveland Brown really until his last couple like two incidents with us. I I, I was like done with it. But oh hell, he's I, burned us up, and I know that for a fact. Oh man, it's 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 crazy. 
Like, how do you, I don't know. He's talking about mental health every time. Like, no, dude, you just relapse. Yeah. And the thing is you get, I don't, I don't, what I don't understand about people in this position is you get tested once a year. And then if you fail that test, you get put in the protocol and then you have to get tested and then you have to get tested. And it's like once a month, maybe twice a month. It could be random. It could be anytime you can get tested two days in a row. Like, do you really not love football that much that you're going to just smoke pot instead of play football? I mean, is that really what you want to do? Apparently, apparently not. He'd, he'd rather drink and smoke pot and play football. And hey, if, if he don't love football, that's on him. But oh yeah, drinking was his problem. I, I remember he was drinking with his coaches on a flight back, and they got busted for that. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's had a bad drinking problem too. That's for sure. But it's it's a combination of both. And football just wasn't enough for him. I guess I don't understand it. I, I think it'd be enough for me if you make it all the way to the NFL. You think you gotta love football, but. Have you heard of the Alliance of American Football? I've heard I've heard that before. I'm not sure what it is, but it's apparently this uh, league that's coming up in the spring. It's going to start the day after the Super Bowl, and uh, it I think it might be a good fit for Josh if he's able to get his head on straight and maybe he can rally his way back into the NFL by having a good off season through the. Uh, the AAF, or even, I'm sure you've heard about it at this point, the XFL is going to be returning next year. I like to see Johnny in the XFL. <laughs> Manseal? Manzel? Johnny. <laughs> He's still one of my favorite players of all time. I love Johnny. Speaking of which, um, tell me about this comparison I kept hearing about in the offseason with uh, Baker and Johnny Manziel. Do you think there honestly is something that they could be compared with? Uh, do they have similar stats? Do they have similar stature? Do they have similar playing styles, similar uh, behavioral attitudes? Uh, what, do you, what do you think is the comparison here? There's some similarity. I think just co- when they're coming out of college and you look at them, the, when the comparisons were made, uh, I mean, they're both – they did have some character issues, but they were – they were free spirited, that's for sure. Wow. Oh yeah. And but that that brought something. Like it was like an it factor, and it gave them confidence. And the teams rallied around them, and they made people better. They just play better. They make people better. I think the comparisons were pretty good. They both come. I mean, A and M was really I, I, at that time. I still consider them like a Big Twelve program, but they were playing in the SEC. But it's kind of the Texas Oklahoma thing, and they're both sort white boys out there doing their thing, winning Heisman trophies and like basically capturing everybody's attention in America. I think the comparisons were good, but when you look at Baker's accuracy in college and the way he's been accurate in the league is just world, the world's better than Johnny Manziel. He also had a bit of an interception issue though, if I recall correctly with uh, Baker. He he was, he was trying to make some big plays, kind of like a Brett Favre thing in college. He was slinging it. But Baker's been – he's just been unbelievably great for us. I don't even – I thought he was going to be great. I didn't see it coming this quick. So I got to tell you, man, the uh, I had two people on my show, not last week but the week before, who are huge Baker Mayfield fans. Uh, one is a Minnesota Vikings fan and one is a Dallas Cowboys fan, and they are just huge into this guy should be rookie of the year. This guy should be uh, – the offensive guy and uh, just win out all the awards because he's amazing. Um, do you honestly feel that he's the best rookie in the NFL right now? I do, I, absolutely, no doubt about it. Like that—that's—that is that a question? <laughs> it is for me because uh, 
we have the I mean, number Mark- 32 pick with the uh, draft this year, and we have Lamar Jackson here. And I'm just curious what you think about him. Oh, I like Lamar. I'm, I'm actually glad he, got, he ended up in the division. Unfortunately, that'll be the reason he won't last long in the league, but I'm excited. I think he's going to be a lot like Vic if he can throw the ball next year. I mean, they're going to be prepared for him. He's got to work. He's got, if he gets that arm even like above average, just get it a little above average, and you guys could have something. Yeah, it seems to be a problem with him is throwing the football. Have you actually played as Lamar Jackson in Madden? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking impossible, man. You can't throw the football with him. So it's it's pretty accurate. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's it's just ridiculous that they put his accuracy so low. But after watching him against the Chargers this past weekend, I can't say that I'm uh, that it's impossible to put him at that level. Cost me five bucks, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I do like Jackson. Yeah, Lamar has been a uh, phenom recently. Ever since he took over the starting role for uh, Joe Flacco, do you would you rather face Joe or would you rather face Lamar? As far as a winning standpoint from your end, I think sharing uh, the situation, playoffs on the line, our defense. I, I would like to see Joe Flacco <laughs> for sure. Actually, no, no, give me give me Lamar. I think Flacco would probably be the one to win just with his IQ. Yeah, because the last time you faced off with Flacco, you were able to uh, you were able to hold him back to just nine points. That was a crazy game, though. I thought we were going to end in a tie. I was hoping it was going to end in a tie. That field goal barely made it, you son of a bitch. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, I, I was freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was your uh, that was your second win of the year. You had just had the Jets about what two weeks before? Yeah, on Thursday. That I was just. Big, big. Third, the Thursday night game two weeks before that, yeah. So uh, a couple weeks later, you guys faced the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? And um, that was Hugh Jackson's last game. What were your thoughts the morning that you heard that uh, Hugh Jackson was released from his position? Relief. It was fine. Like it was just finally time. But there was more. Honestly, like everybody knew that was coming. I think it was more the Haley firing right after that surprised me. I think that shocked a lot of people because a lot of people thought that Haley was going to be the interim uh, mm-hmm. coach going forward. Yeah, that was the initial report. And then I heard, like, I was one of the first on the land to put it out there that that's not true. Like, Haley's about to get fired. Then he got fired. I didn't see uh, Kitchen stepping into the offense coordinator role. I expected Williams after the Haley thing, but Haley just that blew me away. I was really surprised by that. And look, I understand that you're a uh, Cleveland Browns fan, and I understand that you probably know a lot about the staff. Did you honestly know who the hell Freddie Kitchens was until when I saw that quote? I was like, you know, like honest question is, I don't expect anybody to know. Like, I barely, I didn't even really know who the dude was. I just knew he was a coach on our staff. Hadn't never heard the name before. <laughs> Tyler and Bobby, if you're listening, even a Cleveland Browns fan said it. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's but the way him and Baker are working out. So they're saying what I the reports I've seen saying that Kitchens is the OC next year, no matter who that coach is. That would be pretty interesting, um, especially considering uh, the fact that Greg Williams has honestly been turning this team around, and the defense has been playing better, the offense has been playing better. Do you think Greg Williams has got a chance at keeping this job? I think, yeah, I think the reports are kind of like a foreshadow that Williams is going to be the coach. I, I, 
at this point, unless he doesn't want it and he wants to just be DC and then do that thing, be assistant co- uh, head coach or whatever, associate head coach, whatever they call it. Um, if he, unless that's the case, then yeah. I mean, what he's done has been he motivates the team. They respond to him. I love his defense. I love the the, the mentality as a as a coach. I like the defensive coaches. As long as we got the right things clicking with the coordinators offensively, a guy like Greg Williams, you can't go wrong with the the team respects him. They listen to him, and clearly something works. We've won five out of six games. I've seen it. before that. I saw us win four games in 164 weeks. So, so it's it's pretty obvious at this point that the Packers have already started their uh, search for their head coach. They've already interviewed Chuck Pagano and uh, the former Lions head coach, whose name is escaping me off the top of my head right now. And the damn thing is, he used to be our offensive coordinator, but um. I'm Jim Caldwell. So uh, they've already interviewed people, but there's been no reports of anybody being interviewed in Cleveland. So it's leading me to believe that Greg Williams has got the job at the end of the season is in your ideal candidate world. Is that who you want in that position? Right now, yeah. You're going to say Jim Harbaugh, aren't you? Oh, no, no, no. I want Jim to stay right where he's at. Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Right where he's at. No way, but. If you had asked me this question like three weeks ago, I would say Lincoln Riley. But we're winning. I mean, Williams has got something. He's doing something right. The team is working. I don't see any reason to mess with what we got at, at this point. Just roll with it. Unless we can go out and get some something incredible. Stick with Williams. So you're A-OK with Williams sticking where he is right now in the head coach slot and uh, even considering his past. Yep, absolutely. I, li- I like Williams in that spot. Maybe get Lincoln Riley as an OC, but I think if he comes to the NFL, he's going for head coach. I concur with that statement. Um, I was actually – I uh, most of us in Baltimore here were pretty shocked when we heard that uh, Greg Williams was going to be the interim head coach. We thought that somebody else within the organization would probably step up, or it was even going to be Todd Haley. Uh, what were your thoughts immediately when you heard that uh, Greg Williams was the guy? Honestly, as a Browns fan, the turnover rate, everything that's went on, like, I wasn't shocked about Williams. Like I said, I was just the, – the, the shocker of the day was Haley. That just blew my mind. So, Williams, that whole day was just a whirlwind. They just did – made a bunch of moves all at one time. Now, you've mentioned the Haley firing a couple times here. Were you uh, – you were shocked about it, but were you disappointed in it? Oh, hell no. Nah. Uh, I didn't even like the fact we hired him in the first place. What are we doing hiring this Steelers OC that couldn't even get it done with Le'Veon and Brown and Ben? Like, come on. <laughs> I, I thought, hey, I, I definitely thought it was a good firing. I was just stunned by it. That's a fair enough assessment. I couldn't get on board with that. That's <laughs> That makes sense. So um, moving forward, um, you guys have won a couple games. You even beat Atlanta. I didn't see that one coming. Um, you've swept the Bengals. And uh, things are looking pretty good going into this weekend. You're seven, seven, and one, correct? Five hundred going into week seventeen. Relevant football in the middle of uh, or in at the end of December. It's it's pretty amazing. You got a chance to uh, to shit all over the dreams of the Baltimore Ravens fans. Uh, you got a chance to go the other direction and shit all over the dreams of the Pittsburgh Steelers. How does it feel to have uh, one team's playoff destiny in your hand right now? Feels like. It feels amazing. It does feel good. We, I, we haven't felt nothing like this in a long time as a Browns fan. Like in my lifetime, I've seen this probably three times in my life. 
It is great too. But I gotta say, if I have to choose which team to not get into the playoffs, it's the Ravens. I mean, you guys stole our franchise, so. Yeah, I think uh, I understand where you're coming from on that. So obviously you're not a Ravens fan because of what happened with the uh, the transfer of the team from Cleveland to Baltimore, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck the Ravens. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man, it's it's the same thing here with Baltimore and Indianapolis. We we say fuck the Colts, you know? You're breaking up there a little bit. The Colts are kind of the – to blame for all this too. So yeah, fuck the cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if you actually know what happened in Baltimore before we actually got your team, but uh, we tried for those expansion franchises. We tried to get the, uh, what became the Jaguars and what became the Panthers. But uh, Tagliabue at the time said, uh, why don't you take the money that you're trying to use to get a franchise and spend it on a museum? So that really went up our asses sideways and just really pissed us off. They were working in conjunction with the uh, Washington Redskins to make sure that we didn't get a team. And uh, Mr. Modell was very happy enough to come down here and actually offer his services to bring his team down here. And we were more than willing. Unfortunately, it cost you guys your team, but it uh, it definitely helped our fortunes in bringing a team back to Baltimore. You guys got a team a couple years later, but it just wasn't the same, was it? No, and we watched you guys win a Super Bowl, like, you know, right after, really, when you think about it. it was yeah, pretty... and then another one in 2012, but yeah. who's counting? Yeah, you know. But, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a shitty feeling. That's why I, I hate the Ravens more than anybody when we play them. Head-to-head, throughout the season, I'm a Steelers hater. But when it comes to when we play anybody in the, in the division, the hatred for the Ravens is through the roof. I'm excited for this week. We definitely always look at a Browns game. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. When the Ravens look at the Browns, they used to look at them as a uh, two wins out of the season, out of the right away. But um, in recent years, it hasn't been that way. Uh, we've usually split with you guys, and we haven't been swept from you in a while. But we usually uh, split the the games with you. So um, you guys have a chance this weekend to get a sweep on us, and then you would win four out of six of the division games. How does that feel? Uh, I don't know how to feel. I've never felt nothing like here. This is a great feeling. One of the best feelings ever. Right, right. The, the, this is the excitement for the future and where we go from here. We're the hottest team in the NFL, missed the playoffs, but it just gives us hope. We actually have real hope instead of false hope for once going into a season. And the fact that you guys were relevant up until last week, as far as the playoff concerns, um, and just because the Titans and the the uh, Colts had won, that meant that you guys were eliminated. It's very unfortunate. I was actually kind of pulling for the Browns to come in just so we could uh, get a third game. Uh, who, who, was, who was it? Everybody was kind of pulling for the Browns. Kind of captured everybody. We got a lot of bandwagon fans now. It's almost like Bakers like LeBron James for the Browns. There's a lot of people definitely getting on the uh, Baker Mayfield bandwagon, and rightfully so at this point. The kid's been pretty yeah. damn amazing, and honestly, I'm not looking forward to facing him this weekend, and I'm not looking forward to him next year. I can tell you that much. Oh, yeah. He is the future. He's the future of this team, the future of the league. Like I said it actually before the preseason started this year. You asked me about the future of the Browns. I've put $120 on the Browns winning Super Bowl 2020. Man, you also told me last year that the quarterback you guys drafted in the second round, you were happy with that. Oh, 
all I'm saying, I got 120 on it right now. I'm pretty confident there's going to be a lot more put on that. Going into next year, we got I, I can see a 12-13 win team just seeing what I'm seeing right now. And no lie, looking at what Baker's been doing on the field, looking at what uh, the defense has been doing, I can at least 10. I can see that. Oh, yeah, definitely a double-digit win team. We got it. I mean, this has just been incredible. If we win this, we're looking at six out of seven, eight wins after the start. All the coaching bullshit we went through once again, Josh Gordon. and I mean, it's always something in Cleveland, but now it's like good something that we're hearing. It's, it's a great feeling. So um, this isn't all my format, but uh, talk to me about Hard Knocks. When you saw what was going on with the coaching staff and Hard Knocks, did you have a feeling that Hugh Jackson was on his way out? I, I think everybody knew this season was going to – unless Jackson got us to the playoffs, so this was going to be it. Like, <laughs> you can't go winless and win one game. You can't just – you can't have the record that you had and get the talent that we have on this team now and not start to show something. Um, I think as early in the season as it was was kind of the, the su- surprise. But I think everybody knew that when we were going to win and we were going to be rolling that Jackson wasn't going to be in command of this team. So I got some uh, – when I told some of these people that uh, I was going to be interviewing a Cleveland Browns fan, they asked me to ask you in particular about the the jersey. Do you think it's time that it could finally be retired? It has been. Jersey has been retired. How long is that list? Uh, twenty. Oh man, Baker was the twenty-third name. Twenty-three. Wow. So for those of you listening that don't understand what I'm talking about right now, there is a uh, well-known Tim Couch jersey out there. Somebody uh, scratched the name Tim Couch out and then proceeded to put the name of every starting quarterback that the Cleveland Browns have had on there ever since then. And the list, uh, the jersey itself is on the floor, literally, as far as the um, starting quarterbacks because they've switched quarterbacks so many times. But uh, young Hunter here seems to think that uh, the jersey stops there and the number six is here to stay. Yeah, they, they took the jersey off the mannequin and they put Baker's jersey on the mannequin. And I, I'm with it. I'm behind it. I, uh, there's, there's a lot of optimism right now and it's not unfounded and it's, uh, I'm actually pretty stoked for a competitive Browns team because that means next year, I think all four teams are going to be competitive against each other. Yeah. I don't know about the Bengals, but we'll see. Uh, as soon as everybody comes back healthy and I got a feeling they're not sticking with Andy Dalton, they're going to get a new quarterback themselves. Okay. Uh, I think the coach is going to stay, to be honest with you. I think Marvin has got another year left on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. And you know how notoriously cheap that owner is. He doesn't like to pay people to not do anything. I hope they keep him. Go ahead. (laughs) Right. I'm a-okay with uh, Mr. No Playoff Wins coming in. And it's just – it pisses me off because when the Bengals make the playoffs, they always lose right away. So it's a waste of a playoff seed. Exactly. Like, let the Browns sneak in there, you know, a couple times. (laughs) <laughs> no, but for real, the Bengals, they, it's just, they give that, our division kind of a bad rep. Every time they go to the playoffs, they just stink it up. It's not even close. They just blown out. Like, it really pisses me off when they win the division, especially then it's really noticeable. They get beat out by the Chargers. They get beat out by the Texans in the first round, in the wild card round. Every fucking time it happens. Yeah, I root against them, though, so I love it. Yeah, I think we all do. Um, I've never 
exactly rooted for anybody in the playoffs that's been in our division. But um, unless they're going up against New England, because, you know, I'd, fuck New England. I did in 2012, I won't lie, for the Ravens. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, I'm sorry, but even if it's, the, if it's the Steelers against the um, Patriots, I'm pulling for the Steelers in this, to be honest oh. with you. I fucking hate the Patriots. Tom Brady fan through and through. I, I forgot you are, yeah. That makes sense, but um, I, I just can't stand the Patriots, and most people here in Baltimore can't stand them either. Yeah, I like Bill Belichick too. Really? We we could add Bill, man. We didn't really com- we didn't want to commit to Bill, man. Bill wanted to be he wanted to stay in Cleveland, but there just there was so much uncertainty at that time that it was just easy for he wasn't going to be a part of it. So we lost out on one of the greatest coaches to ever coach. And lost our team. It's a big old asterisk there, buddy. A big old asterisk. Yeah, a little bit. But we could have had Bill Belichick. You could have, yeah. And there would have been a big old asterisk there. Yeah, well, I think he's the greatest. I think he is the greatest. The smartest. I think he's in this era of football. I mean. I'll give him uh, one thing. Most creative. Definitely. I mean, he can, he can literally take your – Second string players and put them wherever the hell he wants to on the football field and beat you. I think it's insane. He could take an ailing Josh Brown and make him relevant for a couple games before he gets suspended again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can, he can do, he can do everything. Yeah, I think him and Brady are going to go out together. It only makes sense. And there's been a lot of turmoil discussion as far as New England's concerned. Have you heard anything about that with uh, the coach and uh, the quarterback not getting along? It started back with Jimmy, I think. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and I think it all started. Tom Brady wanted him gone or something. He didn't want him there. And then I Bill wanted him, but they traded him anyway because it was Tom Brady. And yeah, that's like I heard that's where it all started. But so, do you think there's trouble in paradise? I don't think so. It's New England. I think it's whatever it is. They're professionals. They just want to win. If they're losing, they're frustrated. There might be some shit going on, but once we'll see when they hit the playoff. I think once they hit the playoffs, everything's going to be just fine. It's Tom Brady. It's Bill Belichick. It's the New England Patriots. The good thing is, is that it's not going to run through uh, Foxborough. Yeah, that's at least it seems that way. The Patriots still do have a chance this weekend. If I'm not mistaken, if Kansas City loses, then if the Patriots win, that puts them in the number one seed. Well, yeah. Well, no, I don't think. Where's the? I think the Chargers and the Chiefs are at home, aren't they? The Chargers have the opportunity to be the number two seed at the most that right now because what was the reason? Oh yeah, because the Ravens beat them. I was yeah five dollars wasn't. It? <laughs> that's what you get for betting five dollars against Lamar Jackson, man. I don't know how you guys beat. That's insane. I don't. I really don't know how you pulled that off. I was stunned. I'll tell you how a fucking stout defense. That defense was swarming all over Philip Rivers that night. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. I'll give you that. I'll it was an interesting Saturday night game. I was definitely on the edge of my seat. I think my ass was actually eating a hole through the seat that night. It was so puckered up. <laughs> I feel that our Saturday night game before that was the same for me. Came down to the last drive, and Pepper got that sack. I mean, it was a hell of a game. I was at work watching it on my phone. Was that the Falcons game? No, uh, we played the Broncos on Saturday. Oh, yeah, okay. Broncos have fallen so far from grace. Holy shit. Wow, I love it, though. Fuck the Broncos. 
Yeah, Vance Joseph's definitely going to be out of a job at the end of the season unless they're really stupid. They need a quarterback. Case is not going to. Yeah, Case Keenum is definitely not a starting caliber quarterback. That's very apparent. At least he had a. He was able to do more last year with the Vikings because they allowed him to go outside the pocket and scramble around a little bit. I'm not going to say that the offensive line was better, but I don't know. I wouldn't say that, no, but the, he had the weapons in Minnesota are unreal. Thielen is, Thielen is so underrated, it's not even fair. Don't forget it, Maryland's own Stephon Diggs. And that's what Diggs was at one point thought to be the best one on the roster, but Thielen has proven he is. They got some big, tall, lengthy guys that's got SEC speed. All right, Dalvin Cook, when, he- when healthy, got Cook, and then you got uh, man, his name from the – he came from the Raiders, their backup. They they got some some players on that offense. Their old line has been horrible though. And they still got the uh, the tight end there. That's that's hit or miss as far as uh, it's Kyle Rudolph, if I'm not mistaken. I've had him in fantasy before, and he's cost me some games because he's been a stud before, but he's also been pretty down in some games. Yeah, uh, he's becoming less less of a target really for them. They, Kirk Cousins is was known for using Jordan Reed. His tight ends a lot, but he's he loves his receivers in Minnesota, and I don't blame him. Them are some great receivers. Kirk's starting to go uh, bombs away, Bobby. There, it's pretty surprising. Uh, I'm not I'm not too surprised by it. I, the, the contract surprised me, but Kirk he's he's proven he's a baller. I mean, the dude can straight up throw the ball. He can win you football game. All right, man. Tell me, who's your favorite Brown in Cleveland history? Uh, Joe Thomas. It's got to be. I mean, who else? Who else can I put in that in that list? I mean, you can think of both franchises, and you can say like Otto Graham if you wanted to. But if, if you're just thinking about people that you've actually seen in your lifetime, Joe Thomas makes sense. Hey, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'll say Joe Thomas regardless. Just what about Vinny Testaverde? No. <laughs> uh, if I have to go anybody else, honestly, I mean, it's the dumbest thing ever. But Braylon Edwards, but like Braylon really? Edwards. Young, young Braylon Edwards, like when he first came into the league, only because I was really getting into sports growing up, and he came out of Michigan, and when he came out, he wasn't dropping every single pass thrown to him, and he was just exciting. He was like one of the first Browns jerseys he's ever had. What about uh, Kellen Winslow? What do you remember when he was drafted? Uh, I was young when he was drafted, but Kellen Winslow – he was probably he's probably my favorite tight end we've ever had. Honestly, I love Gary Bartage, but uh, Kellen Winslow in my lifetime, he he was he was like having an extra wide receiver on the field. Really, he was kind of ahead of his time. That pisses me off, though. I don't know why you guys cut Barnage. He was actually doing pretty damn well for you guys last the year. Uh, that and Joe cut Barnage. Barnage didn't want to stay in Cleveland. That's what it came down to. He he didn't want to play in Cleveland. We offered him a contract. It, it was fair. It was actually more than he was getting getting Miami, and uh, he didn't he didn't want to play in Cleveland. I mean, I couldn't. You could go ahead. You couldn't. You couldn't blame him for not wanting to play in Cleveland. So took less money and went to Miami. So is he still in the league now? Uh, I think he ended. I think he was. If he wasn't cut, he's he's on the bench. I think he had a lot of concussion problems. I'm going to look this motherfucker up right now. Gary Barnage. This is riveting podcast work right now. Let's see here. Currently a free agent. He was drafted by the Panthers in the fifth round. He also played for the Cleveland Browns. 
He didn't play Miami. Or no, maybe that wasn't. Was that Barnage? Yeah, it was Barnage, wasn't it? He was released by the Browns. Just as I thought, he was released right after uh, Njoku was drafted. Oh, I I didn't mean. I meant Jordan Cameron. But yeah, Barnage. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking about Jordan Cameron. God damn it, dude. Barnage, though. Yeah, that that did kind of surprise me cutting him, but it was all about. Actually, I don't know why we cut Barnage. That really didn't make any sense to me. What I remember about that was he welcomed uh, the, he welcomed Njoku to the team on Twitter, and then the next day he was cut. Yeah, he was a class act, dude. That actually, yeah, I got names mixed up, but Gary, that's confusing. You just brought you just made me think about that. But all, all I know is I'm not questioning John Dorsey. Can't question that man. Anything he does. What's your favorite memory of uh, Brown's history? Mm. Man, that's a toughie. Because it's, it's been a pretty rough history. Man. Favorite memory. I'd have to say... One of, well, I, I guess it's not my favorite, but the most memorable to me was when we played... It was, I think, the year after the Giants won the Super Bowl. We got slated to play the Giants on Monday night football and pretty much just whooped their ass. And it's just one of the games that I remember as, as a kid. Cause like we've always sucked. Everybody was a giant fan that year. Cause they were bandwagons and everybody was giving me shit. And I was able to go talk shit to everybody at school, give them hell all day. That was probably one of my favorite memories. That's how bad it is as a Brown fan. <laughs> as a young Brown fan, 23 year old Brown fan, I guess. And I'd say the day we drafted Baker and the day we fired the Jackson. Now tell me, uh, I, I got to tell you my favorite memory as a, uh, and I'm scrolling through the history real quick. That's what all this clicking is here. But um, my favorite memory was 2010. Uh, not sure if you remember this or not. You probably do. Uh, Eric Mangini was the head coach for your team at the time. Yep. And uh, there was a game. It was week nine against the New England Patriots. Tell me what you remember about that game. Was that when Josh Gordon went off for like 200 something when we whooped their ass? Was that? Um, let's let's take a look real quick. That game, Josh Gordon went off against the Patriots once, and I think it was it had to been that year, twenty ten. Been what eight years? No, that wouldn't have been twenty ten. What is? See, no, Colt McCoy was still your quarterback at the time. Oh man, eight years ago, you're taking me way back. Yeah. Eric, me, I remember me and Janie being the coach. Hillis was your running back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And, uh, Dawson was still your kicker at the time. Yeah, love that man too. Oh man, what happened? Was that it? was a uh, win for you guys, thirty-four to fourteen at the end. It was uh, at a moment. What got him on the cover of Madden beating the Patriots that year? I got to tell you, that was the proudest I'd ever been of that franchise. Was when they they came through and beat the Patriots. Yeah, that, I think everybody was pretty proud. Everybody was a Browns fan because everybody hates the Patriots. So, yep, I That's, definitely remember that day. I was, I was just shocked. I, I was in awe. <laughs> yeah, uh, man, just thinking eight years ago, you know, trying to remember that is crazy. But I, I probably felt the same way. I was probably stunned myself. I just made myself feel old because you just said eight years ago, and I'm like, man, it just feels like the other day, 2010. Hey. I've been 15, and that makes me even feel old. Shit. Only 23. Yeah, I'm, I'm 29, so 
<laughs> a little older than you, but uh, yeah, I definitely remember that game like it was just yesterday. It was um, Ravens were in the wild card hunt that year, going up against the uh, Steelers and trying to wrestle their way through. But um, yeah, that game stuck out to me. I that that is my favorite Cleveland Brown memory. Um, do you remember? Uh, when the Cleveland Browns were first reintroduced in the NFL in 2000, their first game against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, hardly. Hardly, hardly. I remember watching it with family. I was very, I was like five, six years old. Ah, okay. So you probably were very young when the team actually left Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So you really don't know any other uh, franchise other than the new recipe, Cleveland Browns. Exactly. That's what it's like being a a twenty three year old a millennial Browns fan, where we don't know what we're just used to losing. That's just who we are. No playoff berth. Went ten and six in 07 and still didn't make the playoffs. I mean, hell. Hey man, I live in Baltimore, and do you know we have the Orioles here? So come on, man. I, I know what it's like to have a losing franchise. Yeah, well, so what about losing city, man? That's dang. You know what? All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, for a while there, we uh, we had Brian Billick. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more testament to that defense, but yeah. Yeah, that uh, – well, and what I'm saying is it was a losing effort for a little while, um, like some 5-11 and 11 seasons and whatnot under Brian Billick, and eventually we got Harbaugh coming in here. But, um, yeah, I, I know what it's like to have a losing franchise, a losing city for a little bit of time, but definitely not the stretch you guys did. I mean, hell, the uh, – now you guys are starting to get out of the basements there. Uh, the Indians were just in the uh, in the World Series, what, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, now we're now we're basically we're basically like blowing the team up already. Like, what the hell? The only good thing we got right now going is the Browns. Yeah, the uh, the Cavaliers have rebuilt themselves. So, well, LeBron James rebuilt the Cavs. <laughs> yeah. What LeBron wants, LeBron gets, and he wanted to be out in the West. Well, yeah. Don't excuse my language. All I got to say is fuck LeBron. Yet you were saying <laughs> the opposite when he was with you guys the second oh, time. You're like, welcome back, LeBron. Well, yeah. Got to welcome him back. He's LeBron James. And fuck him. Whatever. I'm glad is, we wanted. Is I he think... the greatest of this generation? Oh, duh. I. I, I if you don't think so, it's a debate we shouldn't have. As much as I hate LeBron, I'll stay true to it. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. I can honestly concur with that. He's uh, he's definitely one of the most gifted and well-rounded uh, guys that I've ever seen get on the court. It's just so easy to him. It makes it so easy to hate him. It's crazy. It's insane. Like the fact he wants to go out and get all these. He now he wants AD. Like, bro, come on. Like, just just go out there and just. Stop. Stop being this dude. Like, win one by yourself. Shut the haters up. But he just gives more, the haters more reason to talk. Yeah, that's, that's what he does. It's uh, it's it, as much as I like him, he's a little pouty piss baby when he doesn't get what he wants. Oh, there's no doubt about it. But off the court, you got to respect him. He's You got to respect him as one of the greats, but I just can't stand him. All right, man, let's get back to this weekend. How are you feeling about the Browns' chance against the Ravens? Uh, same way I feel every week. Browns win. Usually I say by anywhere between 6 and 10. I must say this week by 14. 14 yeah. points against the Baltimore Ravens' defense. 
I think we get rolling early. Lamar Jackson gets shook. We force three turnovers, and we end the season on a high note. And it, you guys got a playoff. You got the playoffs, but it seems like I just think we're going to be more – we're going to come out more of the chip on our shoulder. I think we're going to want it more. This is the way the team's playing. We're hungry, and I, we're not slowing down. And I don't think that the Ravens are prepared for it a second time. Dude, I don't know if you've seen this recently. Uh, I looked online today. And uh, all over Facebook, people are taking their uh, Antonio Brown jerseys and putting an S at the end. Yeah, I saw that. That's all. I actually have that meme saved. I'm going to post it on Facebook probably tonight or tomorrow. Because I don't know if you follow my Facebook. I'm kind of like a Facebook comedian now, too. Oh, yeah. you Dude, you're posting shit about your Browns all the time. And I, I find a lot of it hilarious, especially your, uh, your uh, what was it, the 10 things that you should be afraid of the most? And the first one was Baker Mayfield. That's right. Had Chuck Norris on the list and all kinds of. Oh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson is your coach. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That one about our savior. Jake yes, I saw that one earlier today too, and I sent that to a couple of buddies of mine, and they were really appreciative of that because they're huge Baker Mayfield fans, and so they should be. He's he's doing pretty damn well right now. Yeah, the AFC North better be afraid. I am. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Um, I think he might be the best quarterback out of this class right now. Uh, Lamar has got a lot of upside, but he's not there yet. He, he oh, could no. be, but uh, right now, yeah, like, no, he, he in his own way, he's not going to be your typical pro style quarterback. He's going to do the, he, if he just plays comfortably and in his own way, it's going to be great. It's going to be like Michael Vick. I really think he's going to be so much like Vick. It's unreal. Well, they're certainly I, I, getting his style more towards that uh, on our team. The, the read option, the RPO has definitely been implemented into our team. Oh, well, the one game he had like, what, 27 carries himself? Yeah, and uh, he's had over 100 yards in most of his games. It, it's If it works, it works. Why stop it? Because at some point it is going to be stopped, and it may not be the season, but next season it's they're definitely going to watch the tape on him, and they're going to stuff the run, and eventually it's going to come down to his arm, and I'm not sure if it's possible at this point. Last week I had a uh, Ravens fan on talking about Lamar, and he seems to think that he's going to be A-OK, but i got to be honest with you, as far as his passing game is concerned, he's got a lot to be polished on. Well, that, it's, he's a rookie. It's, they, can, they can play to his strengths, play to his style, and, and work on that. I think for a player like him, his window is going to be shorter. He's only going to get two, two and a half, three seasons. And if he doesn't get it going, then he's probably not going to get a chance again, which is unfortunate, at least as a quarterback. But I think he's going to be all right. I, I actually like John Harbaugh. I know there's a lot of talk about the firing Harbaugh or moving on from Harbaugh, but. I think he's a good coach. I think he should be your head coach. I think the defense is getting older. You guys need, need something more on offense, that's for sure. I don't think Harbaugh's going anywhere after what's happened the past couple of weeks, to be honest with you. And it seems like the uh, the ownership has, has gotten behind him, and they even want to offer him an extension at this point, which is a little shocking. Good. The last I was reading, which was before the Chargers game, actually, is that there's talks of him getting fired. That's just that'd be crazy. I think it's going to work out. I think J- Jackson's going to figure it out within two to three years. You guys are going to run a, a different stuff. It's going. It could be. You're going to have the Baker Mayfield Browns, Michael Vick 2.0 Ravens. Hopefully, the Steelers fall off and the bank stay the bank. Do you think Mason Rudolph will eventually take over that team? Ah, I don't think it'll be him. When Ben hangs it up, I, I think. 
somebody would be there, they're going to go out and draft somebody there to put around the the weapons that they have, if they have those weapons. So, I mean, Bell's already out the door. Who knows with, with anyone else? The way the NFL is, who knows? I mean, but I don't think it'll be Rudolph. And I haven't the foggiest what uh, the Bengals are going to do. I I just got a feeling that they're not going to go with Andy Dalton next year under center. I've been hearing that a lot, but I feel like if they're going to stick with Marvin Lewis, they're going to stick with Dalton for another. If it's and broke, the, don't fix it. Yeah, which it kind of is broken. Exactly. <laughs> to, you know, to Brown, it's not because he's cheap, like you said. It, it, it is what it is. It's putting people in the seats, I guess. So whatever. You don't so, care. It's one less team we got to worry about. We can right. worry about the Steelers. We can worry about each other. That's uh, right. much. I, I like it. They can stay the way they are, and I just hope the Steelers fall off, and it can be Browns, Ravens. Fuck the Steelers. Yeah, fuck the Steelers and the Patriots for my end. But uh, yeah, fuck the Steelers in particular. I think we can all agree on fuck the Steelers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, Cowboys too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate, hate the America's team thing, but um, yeah, fuck all 31 other teams in my opinion, but in particular, fuck the Steelers and fuck the Patriots on my end. Yeah, I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. About the same. About the same. With the all right, man, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you just uh real quick. Um, Is there something on your end as far as, um, like something original you can tell us about the Browns that not many people actually know. Is there a, like a specific opinion and a viewpoint that you have or something that um, makes you stand out above all others? And you could tell me something that I don't know about the Browns or something, an experience that you had with the Browns or something really original. Tell me something that I don't know, basically. That you don't know about the Browns. Now, the best way I can answer it is uh, the Browns fans. Kind of make you understand what it's like to be a Browns fan. Like, just being within, <laughs> I'll say a few things. Being within seven points of any team at any point in time during the season is like a win. The feeling that we get every Sunday, we give ourselves false hope every single week. In my especially in the past with you, Jack. And yeah, every single day we wake up and we cheer for the same team, just as loud, but not louder than the week before, and think we're going to win because Cleveland, that's just who we are. We, we spent so long being down that we're, we are, I think we've proven to be the most loyal. That's something that people know, but a lot of people don't know. Or, don't understand what we've been through as Cleveland fans is insane. And I'm not even mad about the big black people hopping on to the Baker with people that hopped on because of LeBron, because we all knew that everybody wants to see Cleveland winning. It's there. There's not a whole lot I can tell you about the Browns and make you understand what it's like to be Brown. Literally, if we are within a touchdown, we won the game. Because we, we know we're going to lose. But somebody like me every single week because we can't root against her. Can't root against your Cavs. Can't root against her. And we just can't do it. All right, man. You gave me a 14-point a deficit. 
Uh, you had the Browns up by. Tell me, final score this weekend, Ravens-Browns, what's, what's the outcome? You get that? I, I can't hear you. 31-17, Cleveland. 31-17. That is a pretty bold statement there. That's the pick. Offense is clicking. Defense feels it. Lamar Jackson, he's he going to know. He's going to get rattled early. Baker's going to start us off early, and it's just going to be like a snowball effect for you guys. A few turnovers. I, I expect a big game from the Browns. Huge. We're, I, this is our playoff game. This is it for us. We're done. I think they're going to come out and lay, lay it all out and play one of their best games of the season. All right. I respect that, but I'm going to go 2010 Ravens. I just think that the defense is going to swallow them up. It's going to be uh, really hard to score against this team, but um, it can happen. If, if anybody can do it, it's Baker Mayfield. No doubt. Yeah. I'd say if the Ravens win, that's pretty fair. Fair. 2013. That's but, yeah, I don't think it's going to be very high scoring, in my opinion, on either side of the ball. I think both defenses are pretty stout at this point. I think uh, it's it's going to be really hard for either team to score. Baker, I think hopefully Baker wakes up feeling dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. It's uh, it's been um, not quite an hour, but uh, I think we've gotten quite a bit of material out of this one today. I'd love to have you on again. Maybe we'll get you, maybe we'll get you a better mic next time so you can uh, join into the conversation, be a little right. clearer. But um, any parting words before this weekend? Um, hmm. Well. I guess to you, good luck this weekend. Even though fuck your team and fuck the Ravens, but good luck this weekend. And uh, good luck to everybody else and their team. Right on. Luck is for losers, but uh, may the best team wins this weekend. Right. There you go. That's the best way to put it. Oh, man, I appreciate it. I look forward to coming back on again for sure. Thanks for coming on, man. I'll talk to you soon. Right, man. Have a good one. All right. Bye. I want to apologize to you, ladies and gentlemen, for – hunter's microphone issues you i try to do what i could in post-production try to make it a little more clean and try to bring the gain up a little bit so that you guys could hear it a little better when i first brought it into production it was is pretty low and you can barely hear some of the uh, microphone but um there's some portions that come in loud and clear and i could barely hear it on my end because of uh his microphone issues after i clean it up production it sounds like he's just coming in just fine but just want you guys to know that it wasn't just me um it was definitely an issue on his end with the microphone, but we were definitely looking forward to having Hunter back in the future to come back on the show and talk Cleveland Browns and talk uh, football in general with us. And uh, we'll definitely be seeing in the future what's going on with the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. So everybody enjoy football this weekend. Try to have some wings, have some pizza, get some beers in, be responsible. But ladies and gentlemen, there will be football again next weekend. Let's see if your team makes it. Until next week, my name is CJ. Thanks for listening.